let's get ready for some serious shift. This is a podcast, Shifting Inside Out, hosted by your quantum shifter, Angie McCourt. We are diving into ways to empower and enable a quantum shift. Inspiring topics, hacks, and guest speakers take us on a journey around authenticity, challenging status quo, personal power, and living a purpose-filled life. So often we find ourselves trying to show up in our authentic skin in the workplace and only to basically be told you're too aggressive or you're too quiet or you need to speak up or you're speaking too loudly. And it just seems like it's really challenging sometimes to not only feel like you're showing up in your authentic skin, but to do it in a way that is received well without putting on the mask and not bringing your true authentic self into the workplace. And what I love about this episode with Claudia Smith is how she has not only built self-awareness over the years, but also built an adaptive style to her authenticity that can be adjusted depending on who she's working with and who she's talking to. And also how some of those great skills that we bring in and great pieces of our personality that we bring into the workplace are really, really needed for certain jobs. And when we work with others who may not necessarily need those types of skills, that is where adapting our authenticity can work really well for us because we need to be able to collaborate. Everybody is different. Everybody has their own way and style of doing things. And we do want people to show up authentically, but sometimes there is a bit of adjustment and adapting that we need to do. And this episode really outlines that very well. I'd love to hear your thoughts on this episode as you listen. You can find me on LinkedIn at Angie Belts McCourt, on Instagram at Angie underscore McCourt, or on Twitter at McCourt Angie. So without further ado, let's hear from Claudia. Claudia, welcome to Shifting Inside Out. I'm so grateful to have you on this episode. To get started, why don't you introduce yourself? Okay, so my name is Claudia Smith. Um, I've been in the United States for quite more than half of my life. Love it here. Got me Angie at Tech Data, which was an amazing, she was an amazing mentor. And I'm just very, very happy to be here and be able to be part of her podcast. Awesome. Very good. And you're very, um, you're very talented. So I'm hoping that we get into a lot of your journey along the way that you found um, as we get into the podcast. Awesome. All right. So let's do a quick round of questions so that the listeners can get to know you a little bit. So first one is, what is your morning ritual or routine? I am a person that absolutely loves routine, and I like it to be the same every morning. I sometimes have to break out of that myself, but (laughs) I like to wake up. It's my coffee. I go around picking up things in the house. I make my breakfast, and I sit down to work. I work from home. I've been working from home the past five years. Mm -hmm. Um, I absolutely love it. Some people don't. Mm-hmm. But I love because um, I feel produce more having the freedom to be able to go 
you know, get my breakfast when I want, got a cup of coffee when I want. If my hair is up and, and I don't have makeup, I feel way more relaxed, I think. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. I love it. How do you renew your energy? That, you know, each person doesn't want to wait. To me, it's exercise. Mm-hmm. I absolutely love exercising, you know. I, and I tell people, man, I could be drinking every night. And a lot of people do to deal with the stress, you know. But I try to not. <laughs> yeah. I, that exercise kind of gives me the same high in, in, in a better way, right? And I, and I keep the alcohol for the weekend. <laughs> but, there you go. <laughs> um, exercising is the way that I, I really, you know, maintain my sanity on a, on a day-to-day basis. And I think on the weekend, if I can get some time for myself, lay out reading a book in my backyard is amazing. Some people mm-hmm. want to be out and about. I could sit down by myself all day reading a book and it's like, I don't have to do anything for anybody. <laughs> yes. Yes. I love it. That's one of my re- rechargers too, is, is reading and just being by myself. Yep. <laughs> so what is your guilty pleasure? My guilty pleasure is wine and chocolate. I know it's mm. very like common. All women say that, but I, I think <laughs> just on the weekend, having your glass of wine and just enjoying family and, you know, listening to music very loud. That's, that's kind of my guilty pleasure. Oh, I love sweets. Mm-hmm. That's another one is, you know, I try to be very healthy most of the times, but I feel like I, if I'm play hard, work hard. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so I, I'm disciplined up to a point, but I have to have my rewards. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's awesome. <laughs> and your sweets. And I, and I love the fact that you are go- okay with that. Like it's, I work hard, I work out, I do these things, but it's so I can have my sweets and not deprive oh, yeah. myself, you know, because I think when we deprive ourselves, it's, it makes us very unhappy. Very <laughs> unhappy. And I yeah. learned that with age. I think yeah. before I would continue to deprive myself, but now it's more of a balance of, mm-hmm. okay, I, I can do that every day because also it would make me very unhappy and cranky. When I don't eat well, I'm cranky. I don't sleep mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, if I'm healthy all the time and I don't ever have a break, I'd be very unhappy and cranky. <laughs> so I'm trying <laughs> to find a balance in which, you know, it, it's not just for the looks, it's for how I feel. When I don't yeah. eat well, I feel bad, you know? Yeah. But if I don't have that time on the weekend that I can be bad to the bone, <laughs> then I'm not happy either. <laughs> yeah. That's so good that you figured that out for yourself. Maybe some of the listeners will be like, okay, I got to, I got to give myself a little bit of a break and, and just go, yes. go enjoy myself a bit. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> That's awesome. Okay. So <clears throat> I would love for you to share your journey Um, one of the things I've always really just admired about you and loved about your energy and how you show up in the workplace is your authenticity. And it's not always easy to bring our, our true selves and and Mm -hmm. be in our own skin. And, you know, in, in that environment where everybody's in the box and everybody's, you know, trying to conform because we're all trying to get promoted and trying to do all these things. And I always admired you for, you know, really sticking to who you were. And in, even when you felt that disconnect, you, you recognized it and you said, no, 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 this is not, this is not for me. 
or I, this is how I'm going to show up regardless. Right. Mm -hmm. So I would love for you to share with our listeners, um, your journey and just, you know, what, was that journey to be able to bring your true self into the workplace and maybe even into personal life as well? That would be awesome. Absolutely. And I, and I thank you for the opportunity because it's, it's been a while that I've felt I could help others a little bit with this because my journey was very interesting. When I, you know, came to the United States and started working at tech data right off the bat, um, you know, I had to, learn the language while I was working there and the same time learn to play the game. Um, and I know that I've always been, you know, very smart, intelligent and go-getter, but I also had a lot of insecurities that come with not just being young, but mm -hmm. maybe of being in another country, in another culture. And I didn't have an education at the time, right? And tech data was very big in education. Mm -hmm. But I've always also been very, um, I think the best way to describe is no, no nonsense. Like I don't, mm -hmm. I wouldn't sit there and analyze a lot of things and I would be loud and I would do all these things that I never had an idea that I was doing, but I never thought, yeah, I never had things in my mind. Like I'm a woman, I won't be able to get there. You know, awesome. I, I wasn't, mm -hmm. I didn't grow up with that anybody putting that in my mind. So I didn't see that. Or mm -hmm. if your accent is different, you, you might have difficulties. None of that had been in my mind. So I think, you know, with the culture in anywhere that you, you go here in the United States, much better now, but you know, you start being called aggressive or, um, you know, I got a lot of that when I was young. You're, you're too aggressive or you're too abrasive. And, and then I started learning and putting, connecting the dots that, you know, a lot of times the way that I showed up, my authenticity would not get me to where I wanted to be, you know, depending on the environment. Um, but at the end of the day, the most important thing that anybody has to do is show up for themselves, you know, mm -hmm. because when I try to play the game and be different was not only the most miserable part of my mm -hmm. life um, on a career as well, you know, but I didn't achieve what I wanted because it wasn't me. You know, mm -hmm. I had completely different results. Um, and, and, the journey was long. It was years and years and years until I learned it. And I really learned it when I was removed from the environment, right? Mm. So while I was in that environment, I, like you said, you know, I hit the nail. Um, everybody's being groomed. I, I got to grow. I got to get to the next promotion. I got to get to the next place. I'm, I got to be. And then in, in that process, you forget what you really want right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the process of, you know, always thinking about the next promotion, I got to be in management, I got to go to be a director, I got to have a, you know, I have, I got to have this name beside my <laughs> title beside my name. But you forget what makes you happy, right? And then mm -hmm. when you get removed from it, either you're laid off or something happens, whatever it is, and you have time to analyze what makes you happy. You know, mm -hmm. what really, what do I want? It's not what the company wants me to think or my peers, but what do I want? And and when you start honoring that and when mm -hmm. you start just 
being happy with that and without having to be like anybody else, you know, the game changes completely, you know, and mm-hmm. what I've learned, and I think that's the best lesson that I learned in my life and this is you got to be there for yourself. You don't need to run anybody else's race. And if you mm-hmm. run your race, the race that makes you happy, you're going to be successful. Mm-hmm. You're not going to need to be in any title, need to be on the side of your name for you to lead. You lead mm-hmm. without having to have a title because you're showing up for yourself more mm-hmm. than anybody else, right? Mm-hmm. And I think it took me a while to realize it, but that was a very funny conversation. So um, I work in a, a company nowadays that has a lot of engineering, but it's not a sales engineer, it's the engineer's engineers, you know, and a lot of times they are very different than, than me, right? Mm-hmm. I depend on them for, for my work. And I was dealing with this male, a guy who is amazing. He's an amazing professional, but him and I have completely different um, communication skills, right? He's very to the point. I will want to talk and I don't understand. I, I want you to tell me what to, you know, work with me. So I ended, up, I ended up like, you know what, let's get on a call and let's talk about why we're not communicating good. And then he's like, Claudia, you are, you know, very aggressive. And I was like, you know, yeah, and, and I'm not going to change. <laughs> like, I got the point that it's, I'm comfortable with that. And I'm comfortable with saying, you know, I know sometimes I have to step down a little bit from it, but that is not the time or I feel good with it and I'm not going to change. So we got to find a way where I'm going to, I'm not taking that personally anymore mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. that is who I am and nobody's going to change that. And I'm okay with it. That's what I told him. I'm like, you know, yeah. a lot of my success is thankful to me being very aggressive and it's, that's why I'm so good in sales. So I'm not changing that. Now, yes, I have to curve that sometimes in a way that I'm talking to people so I can get the results I want. So it's it's this is just part of starting to accept who you are and accept how that can be a path for success or a path for <laughs> for mm-hmm. your failure, you know, and how you manage your strengths and your weaknesses and how I'll never be anybody else. Yeah. I won't be Angie. I won't be, you know, Heather Murray, who was my, my other, you know, mentor love. I will be Claudia. And if I try, try to be anybody else, I've never been successful. And I have to be also happy with, you know, where I'm at. I think when, when I was at Tech Data, I was groomed to always want, you know, to be in that next step, to be today. When I'm talking to my boss, who is fantastic, I mean, I love him, um, or his boss for that matter. And if if we're talking promotion, I'm like, I don't need to have a title; just pay me more. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Basically, I, the title ain't gonna do nothing for me. The money will. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> you know, and and that makes me happier because I'm not trying to do something that, at, at least right now, is not right for my life. Right. Yeah. You know, you you don't need to manage anybody to be successful and make money. You don't need to be a director of VP. Not saying that it's not the right thing for somebody else. You mm-hmm. know, some people are mm-hmm. so good at it. They have the gift. They're they are gonna be like you. They're gonna be inspiring others in that position and having 
um, the ability to be there and bring people up is great, but it's not great for me at this time. Maybe mm-hmm. you know, my kids are out of out of the house and it's another different life. But right now, I'm like, pay me more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's awesome. And and this has been the best thing that's ever happened to me because I I freed myself from what other people expected of me. And I got there into what I expect of me. And it really made me wildly successful, um, having better relationships with the folks that work with me. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, I became more of a leader than I was when I had a senior manager title because you're just good at what you're doing or you're just enjoying it more. You know what I mean? You yeah. don't have to, you don't have to be anything to anybody else. Yeah. You yeah. want respect because you learn how to respect others, but you don't have to put yourself in a position you don't want to be in, you know, to yeah. follow some rule that somebody made that, you know, you have to be a go-getter. You have right. to go, you can be a go-getter and be in multiple different, you can be a go-getter and be, you know, I'm happy being at home, taking care of my baby. Yeah, it all depends on what makes you happy, and and that is different as you age, right? Yes, a twenty-year-old getting into the workforce may be like, no, I want to get to this point, mm-hmm. you know, and and they are young and they are full of life, you know, and then they have their first baby or something like, you know, then things mm-hmm. change throughout life, and you got to be okay with it too, you know. It's it yeah. was. I wouldn't be here today if I wasn't there yesterday. You know, mm-hmm. uh, I do wish I had learned some of this earlier. I think that a lot of, you know, what I see it's in the world where I was trying to push the pendulum or yeah. here, go here. So yeah. we as women fought so hard all our lives to have a freedom but I feel like we put ourselves in a spot that we don't have that freedom either way, right? We didn't, mm-hmm. we came from, I don't want them being in the kitchen and cleaning and mothering people to now I got to be this high level executive traveling all over the world, but also not, it's not satisfying, right? Mm-hmm. So yes. I think we have to put ourselves in a position where, yes, I want to have some freedoms, Mm-hmm. But what is freedom? Is freedom being locked up in an airplane every day without being around your family, without having time? Maybe may for some, mm-hmm. but it's some. not going to be for all <laughs> women, right? Yeah, yeah. So we have to, to bring ourselves more to the middle of this platform mm-hmm. where there is, you know, some of the things that we are doing that are satisfying to us and we're not doing it because we're conditioned that we need to be this or we need to be that. You know, yeah. Oh, and it's so a true. A lot of times, this just comes with age. But I wish, if if I could tell some to the young girls that are coming up, is pursue something that makes you happy, and mm-hmm. that can be that can be being an airplane twenty four hours a day every day, <laughs> and that can be being a mom all mm-hmm. day long, and that can be being in the middle of the road. You know, mm-hmm. uh, but don't don't let others dictate where you're gonna go because it is just not satisfying and you lose, really lose a lot of time that you could be enjoying things and pursuing things that you didn't want to begin with. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You know? Yeah. 
Yeah, it's interesting how our wants and desires do shift and change over time for it is sure. Oh, so interesting. Yeah. It is. But I think I think you're hitting on something that um the great resignation isn't isn't capturing appropriately for on behalf of women. I think so. Is that women are evolving just like men are, but mm-hmm. women are evolving in a way that is becoming what is my meaning? Mm-hmm. What am I doing that's meaningful? Mm-hmm. And I think it's becoming this sense of um, it's becoming this this sense of I need this more than anything else. Yes. And it's also because we we don't know what to do with it. We don't understand it. We're not sure what's driving us. We're not sure what's pushing us to say, I got to get out of this work Mm -hmm. that I'm doing because this is not fulfilling me. Mm -hmm. Um, We don't know how to handle it. We don't know how to solve it yet because we're still in the evolution of, of, of really unleashing and really what it's coming down to is unleashing the skills that we need to be able to do what we're meant to be able to do and to be able to solve for this. And, you know, right now it's this sense of loss. It's a sense of loss of identity. I hear this a lot. And it's also this, um, unhappiness mm-hmm. because we're, we're stuck and stuck is the word we're blocked and we're stuck. And this is where the great resignation isn't really capturing what's really going on with women. <laughs> and it's going to continue for at least a couple of years. And it's, this isn't just about COVID. This is the opening. Exactly. This is the opening. This isn't just an awakening. This is the opening for many people, men and women mm-hmm. to, go on their evolution journey and to really discover what they really, really want out of life and connect with that in a different way. Yeah. People have, they were forced to take a break, yes. right? They were forced to take a break and it, that's the only time that we as humans grow. It's when something happens, you know, yes. we hear that all the time. When something bad happens, you learn a lesson, you always come out better and I think nobody was having that break unless it was, you know, one time life event. But this time everybody had at the same time, you're forced mm-hmm. to get to a point where you had to face what you're doing. Yeah. You have and, to you were forced to slow, <laughs> and you were forced to slow down. Exactly. This is what, this is what enabled the awakening. Cause not everybody had a bad experience with everything or right? exactly. the opening. I should say not every, I had a great experience. I finally got to shift away from a two to three hour commute a day, a job that I was no longer satisfied in didn't align with my values. Um, there, there was a lot of change that many people have gone through that has actually been really good for them. They were desiring it so deeply and it happened in this way because of this. But what it did for everyone was it slowed everyone down. And when we slow down, guess what? We connect with ourselves. Exactly. We're not distracted by doing. Yeah. Yeah. To me, COVID was, was obviously was a terrible thing, right? Because a lot of people experienced loss and then we had so much division, Mm -hmm. you know, but I think, um, I worked through the entire time. I was already mm-hmm. home. So my life changed very little compared mm-hmm. to, you know, a lot of people that had to change their life completely. But I could relate because when I was unemployed, I had to slow down. You know, mm-hmm. you come out of that, you know, day to day where you're working 24 hours a day and worried and stressed. And in a certain way, it's like, 
<laughs> very sad because I don't have an income, but on the other side, it's like, oh my God, it's so nice to be able to slow down and take a walk with my dogs without yes. thinking about anything and take a walk with my kids and go to the park and, and do things that you don't allow yourself to do, but you're always wanting in the back of your mind, right? Mm-hmm. And and I think that everybody that's had that awakening needs to go look for something that's going to be a little better for them. And, you know, working from home has been incredibly, incredibly good for me. You know, it's mm-hmm. not for everybody. It is right. not. But for me, it's the same thing you're saying is being able to be here and see my kids more often. It's It's the ability to get the job done without having someone looking over your shoulder all the time, you know, and distractions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, and it's the ability of not having to put your makeup every day, not having to mm-hmm. so many things that I feel so much more relaxed about that. I wasn't relaxed before. Cause you're always, I gotta get clothes. I gotta get my high heels. I gotta be in the mm-hmm. thing that I drive there. I gotta, and you bring it all in and it's like, okay, I can't focus on this. If I need to, you know, go to Publix in five minutes and come back with something. I can do that. I don't have to tell anybody. Although I do tell my boss out of uh, respect and he's very mm-hmm. good. It's like, if you get your stuff done, yeah, pretty much I don't care, which makes me even want to do more. So yeah, because you know, he trusts you and you appreciate that trust because not everybody has had trust from their leadership no, for a very long time. For a very long and time. so when you find someone that trusts you, that is so precious. Yes. Yes, but, but, you know, just going back to our topic, I think that we were talking very important is, you know, for the young girls or for the older women that are also in the workforce is just do you, everybody has to work more or less nowadays because of your finance, finances, right? Mm-hmm. You, you can have a household with one person only. It's very difficult. Yeah. So if you're going to be in that position that you have to do something, do something that pleases you. Don't do it because, you know, you grow up in a corporation that is telling you that you have to go to the next step. What is the next step for you? It may be, Mm -hmm. you know, something like that. It's different for everybody and it's going to be different in the different stages. But to be authentic, you got to just show up for yourself and, and then recognize you have, you know, uh, weaknesses and you have mm-hmm. strengths and then how do you manage those? You know, it's not being ashamed of them is how you mm-hmm. manage them. Like mm-hmm. I said, being aggressive is the same time, a weakness and a strength. And a strength, so you yes. You have to sit there and really balance how, how can I utilize that in the different ways that it's not going to be a detriment to my relationships, but at the same yeah. time, it's going to help me, you know, be number one and do the things that I want to do. Sure. Um, so it's being authentic is showing up for yourself and, and understanding who you are and accepting that and, and accepting that you're not going to be that other colleague that is, you know, maybe is in a much higher position than you. But when you really sit down and think, would I be happy? If mm-hmm. I achieve that, because a lot of times we don't ask that question because we're just yeah. focused on getting to that place. Would I be happy? Would mm-hmm. I be like satisfied? And a lot of times you're going to say no, mm-hmm. I would not. Now, if I had the salary doing what I'm doing, 
<laughs> but yes. that's how I read I'm happy. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that's why a lot of times it's women have been conditioned to that. And I've heard from a couple of very, um, you know, women that are on top that the most important thing is making money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and, and you don't do this for your health. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, and, and I've, I've come to that, I think, more with age. There is always, I, I believe, I'll be growing until the day I die. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you're happier when you show up for yourself, too. You're happier when you accept who you are, what you like, because then you're not doing things for other people. You're doing things out of pleasure, and you want to mm-hmm. achieve that. You want to, and and I think the second thing to, to be happy is what we're talking about before we started the podcast is slowing down even in your day-to-day in your job because when I get into the I'm going to do everything at the same time I'm unhappy at the end of the week because I feel Mm -hmm. like I didn't do anything Mm -hmm. I work 12 hours a day so (laughs) you know it it is like we got to slow down too and and kind of look at the everything that we have in front of us yeah not everything is urgent Yes. We make it as everything is urgent, but not mm-hmm. everything is, is it really urgent? Like when you're in right. a sales position, I, I have to put myself in a spot of asking, do I need to deal with all those little things that are coming through or should I be focusing on my calls? Should I be focusing on creating this, this project, this QBR, talking about the strategy? And, and when I slow down and I kind of focus on the things that are more sales related, I'm more successful and more satisfied at the end of the day than when yes. I try to answer every email that came in my inbox. That yes. don't mean a whole lot at that point. They could have waited a couple more days. Yeah. You know, so I think so true. taking blocks, like blocks of time, like you said, you know, blocking, okay, for these two hours, I'll tend to, mm-hmm. you know, for these two hours, I'm going to work on this project. For these two hours, mm-hmm. I'm going to make calls. Then you have a much better time and you, you do get to the end of the day and say, you know, it was a pretty productive day today. Yeah. It's, it's also the attention that you give something so deeply mm-hmm. is going to, turn out even better than if you're all over the place multitasking. Exactly. Crazy. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. I, I love the fact that you were um, very in your story, very much talking about adaptability and authenticity, right? Mm-hmm. Some situations, some people, you know, there's, but it's, but it's not even just about the authentic self. It is, the communication skills. So how you share your ideas, how you connect with others. Um, you know, it's not always on our terms. It's gotta be in cooperation, you know, with, with someone else. And I just loved how you showcased in your story there, um, adaptability along the way and shared some examples. So that, that was really, um, really great because we haven't really gotten into that. And I think that's a, that's a very important piece um, when we talk about showing up as our authentic self. So thank you for sharing that. No, absolutely. And I, you know, it's, it's important for everybody to know that you're going to have bad, not bad things, but you're going to have things that are weaknesses that can, uh, you know, impact your day-to-day relationships at work. And you want to be, you want to have good relationships because everybody's yeah. working 
everybody's trying to do the best. If you always look, take the emotion out of it, you see that everybody's trying to do the best that they can do. Yeah. You know, so when you have those conversations or even when I had that conversation, that it was kind of enlightening to me. I didn't even know that I already felt like that. When I was like, you know what? I am aggressive. But, <laughs> you know, I, I just <laughs> verbalize that. But also you got to put yourself in the other person's shoes. You know, you have to try to work with them. And, and that is one thing that I had to learn because I always mm-hmm. thought that they had to see it my way. Mm-hmm. And I stopped completely taking things personally. You know, yeah. like a lot of times when I get either a criticism or, you know, anything, I, I try to, even if I want to react, I try to stop and like, you know, does is it like something that I really should look into or is it completely is it dumb I don't agree with it you know I gotta sit down and and instead of reacting I listen yeah and even if I have to react to that later put it putting in this little box and I'm gonna think about it but I've learned I've learned it's not an easy thing it's a thing that you gotta like put the effort into doing, mm-hmm. but not everything that people tell you are, is, is a bad thing, you know, again, right, criticism. Right. And a lot of times it has nothing to do with taking it personally. It has to do yeah. with whatever your project you're working, but we, we also need to remove ourselves a lot of times from the emotion in the situation mm. to, you know, have the outcome that we're looking for. And this is the discipline. It's something that I'm going to be working for the rest of, you know, the rest of my life because your first reaction is, oh my God, Uh you said that (laughs) and then, yeah, but it's in every situation. And again, being, being aggressive or even being shy, you're going to run into things and people are going to tell you speak louder or do this. Mm -hmm. You can take from it, like, what is, this person saying and how could I benefit mm-hmm. if I do this and would it help me mm-hmm. my communication skills and getting the outcome I'm looking for so how can I change it a little bit without losing myself yeah and mm-hmm. that's kind of you know how I've been trying to do it it has worked but I think it's going to be a work of art for the rest of my life I'm going to have to train myself but you feel happier because things don't get under your skin as much yeah yeah you know you don't you don't react like it was a personal attack on me was a Mm -hmm. it was an attack on how can we be more efficient Mm -hmm. or how can it you know things like that so i'm trying always to look into this the the criticisms that come out as an opportunity to be better mm-hmm. at something or to say, you know what? I think you're wrong at the end of the day. <laughs> you're right. Perfect. You, yeah. you don't have Perfect. to agree all times, but you do need to stop and think about what was said. Yeah. Because sometimes you benefit from it. Yes. You know, mm-hmm. and you grow. There's learnings. There's always learnings. There's um, always learnings in every interaction. Either you're supposed to give someone or they're supposed to give you. And when we can cut past the ego is when we can, can typically identify mm-hmm. with the, the learning for sure. Yes, yeah. yes. <laughs> oh, Claudia has been so awesome. I would love if you can share, I know that you have a lot of causes that you support, maybe just share two of those and then I'll put the rest in the show notes for everyone else to um, look at and see if they would be also interested in, in doing some work with them. Absolutely. So one that is near and dear my heart is the kind mouse. 
Um, they are a they provide they provide meals to kids all over Pinellas County. Um, there is more than seven thousand kids that are going to school today without any food or they're living out of a car, their parents lost their job. Mm -hmm. um, you know, they're struggling and they can't feed their, their kids. And the kids are our future, right? They mm -hmm. are the leaders that are going to come up. So you want to make sure that they have a way to get out of, you know, the, the poverty and, and go to school and finish high school. So the kind mouths is amazing. Um, I've been working with them and helping them for the past five years. I, always give money to them and you know they they need volunteers to go mm -hmm. in the pantry and help organize all the food and they do a lot of awesome events you know mm -hmm. um that everybody can have fun while doing something good for somebody else and i do uh, have saint jude <laughs> near and dear my heart because i think you know what a place somewhere when you have your kids sick with something so you know, devastating as cancer and when you don't have to worry about the monetary piece of that, mm -hmm. you know, when you mm -hmm. know that all your kids' needs are going to be taken care of and you can focus on helping them. Again, they are the future. No parents should have to go through that and have to worry about bills, you know. Yeah. So I think that's, those are two big ones that, you know, I do with awesome. all love because it helps the kids. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, you have such a big heart. Uh, and I know you have more. So I will add those in the show notes. Oh, but yeah, thank you so much for sharing with us today. Um, just a beautiful soul. And I just really I miss you. I miss, <laughs> I miss you. It's been so long. Well, we can always go have a beer together, Angie. There you, you have go. Like your beautiful house by the lake. I love that every time I go, I'm like, we got to go spend a weekend with Angie's house. <laughs> It's all, it's, it should be done being renovated in the next couple months. We'll see. Yeah. You need <laughs> yeah. to do like a nice barbecue or bring some yes. uh, Brazilian meat. Nice. Oh, that sounds I yummy. Miss, Angie, you know, miss our conversations. I want to thank you because you've always given to me. You've always helped me be better. Um, I think I've seen you groom so many people that mm -hmm. are today so wildly happy and successful you are an amazing person. You've always been a giver. And no matter, you know, what, what I thought I was amazing about you is that no matter how high you went, you're always a person that kept your authenticity. You know, um, you. <laughs> I've seen you just, you know, get in front of men and just tell them as is very politely, very strong and you come down to the level of, you know, someone that is just coming up and always mm -hmm. wanting to make people under you grow. And this is a gift. Not many people mm -hmm. can do that. I, I cannot do that. <laughs> no, yes, and you again, can. <laughs> I mean, it takes, takes a person who will put their needs aside and, and look at the others and wanting to grow them. And you're one of them. So. You're very sweet. Thank you so much, Claudia. I appreciate it. <laughs>